are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locks on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a jam-packed show, as always, talking to Jake Mastriani of Locked On Brewers once again, talking a little D-backs, a little bit more D-backs oriented today, talking about the state of the D-backs, the future of the rotation, and we get into some storylines about the season as well. So it's going to be a jam-packed pod, but as always, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs take a dub, locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, let's get into that Jake Mastriani conversation. So the Brewers, I, I think they're a pretty interesting team. I think they have definitely some talent when you look at that rotation. And having a guy like Yelich in your lineup, you know, it, it's hard. Whenever you can get an MVP, you have to do it. And the Brewers were smart to go out there and acquire a talent like Christian Yelich. But what do you think the direction of this team is? Because you got a rotation, you got an MVP player, but are they trying to win right now? Is this a win now team or are they just trying to acquire the pieces to hopefully build a contender? I think it is a win now team, especially in this central. I mean, the Cubs have surprised a little bit, but you know, they traded Hugh Darvish in the offseason, made it pretty clear that they weren't going to be going for it this year. Um, and the Cardinals are the only other team that have really made moves to to push to win in the central this year. So uh, I think the Brewers definitely are. I mean, they went out and they, they signed Colton Wong. They signed Jackie Bradley Jr. I mean, those are pretty significant moves right there. Really good players. Uh, and getting J- Jackie Bradley Jr. has been huge, even though he hasn't hit particularly well. But with, with Kane being uh, out most of the season and not really producing when he's been here, um, having Jackie Bradley Jr. there has been big for this team. Uh, so I definitely think they're in it to win it. I think they will make a move at the deadline. Uh, to try to put them over the top. I mean, they've already gone out and made a move. They traded for Willie Adamas because mm. uh, Urias wasn't getting it done at shortstop defensively. So, uh, I mean, the Brewers have already shown they're willing to make moves uh, during the season uh, to try to win now. So I think they got some more moves coming mm. uh, to try to solidify things. They could use some help in the bullpen, could obviously use some help in the lineup. So would not be surprised at all if they make some big trades here in the next couple of months leading up to the trade deadline, because they are trying to win. Uh, Like you said, they have this young core of pitching, which I think is one of the best in baseball. Um, They got an MVP caliber player in Yelich. If he can just stay healthy, if they can give him some support in the lineup, I think this can be the best team in the NL central for sure. uh, And perhaps one of the better teams in all of baseball. I mean, you go into a playoff um, series with, Corbin Burns with Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta. I mean, they can shut down any lineup and give you a puncher's chance in the postseason. So uh, I certainly think they should be in contention and going for it. And I think they will be. So which teams out of the National League scare you the most then if you had to face them in a potential playoff matchup? 
Uh, I mean, you got to go with the obvious ones in the Padres and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Sorry to your Diamondbacks there. You got a tough, tough division Don't even uh, to go it. in. But I mean, the Brewers have handled both of those teams really well this year. So, I mean, when they've gone up against that competition, they, they've done really well. I mean, I know they caught the Dodgers in the middle of their uh, cold streak there. Uh, but, I mean, they played the Padres really well. So, I mean, uh, I wouldn't really even say that I'm necessarily scared of any of those teams mm. because of the starting pitching that the Brewers have. And because they have, you know, Josh Hader at the back of the bullpen, they have Devin Williams uh, in there as well. So, I, I mean, I feel like they can shut down any lineup. It's just whether or not they're going to score enough to win. But, um, but yeah, I mean, those, those two teams, Padres, Dodgers, I think they're the two best teams in the National League. So they're the only ones that that would give me a little bit of, of scare in a postseason series. Okay, we're wrapping up here on the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. And before we head out, this is why I like to ask a lot of people when I have them on as a guest. What's your favorite storyline that you've been watching this season? It doesn't even have to pertain to the Brewers, just in baseball in general. There's been a lot of talk about the, you know, three true outcomes, the rise in that. Uh, you know, of course, Otani is a much watched TV every night. What's been the storyline you've been watching outside of your team? Yeah, well, I also cover the Braves. And so watching Acuna mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot is definitely one I've been watching to see if he can go for that 40 40 season, not currently on a great pace there with nine <laughs> stolen bases. He, he has the home run. I think he leads the league in home runs with like 16 or something uh, and nine stolen bases. So that was something coming into the season. I really wanted to see just because it's so rare and the only players that have done it have all kind of been speculated to steroids. So uh, I thought Acuna had a chance to, to really do that. I thought that would be special, but yeah, other than that, I mean, the Otani stuff is obviously interesting. Uh, I'm somebody who watches Mike Trout every night. So him being injured right now is killing me. Mm. Um, but anytime he's on the field, I like to watch. I mean, he's a storyline in himself. Um, but yeah, the, the lack of offense. I mean, I think that has to be the biggest storyline for just about anybody this year. I think the league average is like 235 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, it's really in a bad place. And I hate to you know, I hate to give kind of a downer there for the sport that I love, but I don't think it's good for the game where it's at right now. Um, it, it, there's just not, not a lot of, I don't even want to say offense. There's just not really even a lot of action. I mean, strikeups mm-hmm. are, are up astronomically and I just don't think that's developing a very good product for the game. So I don't know what the solution is for that, but I do think that's one of the biggest storylines for this 2021 season is just the lack of offense. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, we got to get the universal DH back. I mean, people like Sully and our, you know, part of the Lockdown OB network, he's a hard proponent of keeping pitchers hitting, which absolutely makes no sense. He's off his rocker on that one. But yeah, I, I argue on this pod that all the no don't hitters, tell don't tell Brewers pitchers that now they rake. So, uh, okay. I mean, they got hitters who rake over here. Hey, we got Bumgarner. He rakes. I do not care. <laughs> I would rather go see Seth Beer or some random minor leaguer in his spot instead of, instead of uh, Madison Bumgarner. But yeah, I've been arguing that no hitters are actually not good for the sport. It's hard to grow the game and tell a new, uh, a new audience, hey, come watch baseball. Literally nothing is going to happen tonight. I think that's hard to you know sell to people who are, who are not huge fans of baseball to try to grow that new audience. So they definitely got to figure out how to create more action on the base paths. Uh, I, I, I don't know 
know what the solution is. I know they're trying a lot of things in the minor leagues, which I like. I know baseball is at least taking a step back and realizing, hey, we got to improve the product on the field. You know, baseball has always been a sport that's been stuck in their traditions, but it seems like they're finally trying to evolve the game. And I'm always impressed when I see, uh, you know, any sport do that, always trying to evolve the game and improve it. So hopefully baseball is able to do that. I know a lot of people hate Rob Manfred, but maybe he could get back some brownie points by helping improve the state of baseball. But Jake, thanks for hopping on today. Locked on Brewers times, locked on D-backs. Let's get a quick update on that game. Bottom seventh, still 6-3 Brewers. I, I don't think the D-backs are coming back in this one. What do you think? No, nah, not going to happen. You're going you're gonna to get Devin Williams and Josh Hader here in these last two innings. It's going to be lights out. Yeah, that's that's a wrap up. And that's probably a wrap up on this pod too. Jake, thanks for hopping on today. Where can the Locked on D-backs listeners find you on social media? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You can find me on Twitter at shortstopball. Jake and I will talk a little bit about the state of the D-backs right now. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action and bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. I've been talking a lot about sports trade lately. If you haven't heard about it, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's no wonder this company is blowing up. This site is really amazing. I frankly can't believe nobody else has thought of this concept before, as sports trade truly takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. It's a fair and super exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. They just added baseball to the platform, so go check it out today. Making money with sports trade is simple. Player value rises and falls based on two factors. One, their performance in each game compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored the higher the value of that player goes. Two, good old supply and demand, baby. The more shares that are purchased in a player, the higher their value goes. You can instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up and get started today. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. I really think you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action at sportstrade.com. Let's get back to the pod. Let's just start out. Give me your overall take on the Diamondbacks uh, overall this season. Whew. 
Well, it was a fun season to start. Back on May 2nd, we were 15 and 13, two games above 500. We were riding high. I thought this team, I never thought this team was going to be a contender, but I thought maybe a fringe wild card contender at best. I definitely thought we were going to be fighting for third, probably with the San Francisco Giants entering the year. It looked like that through the first 30 so games. And then the bottom completely fell out on us. We went on a 13 game losing streak. We've been struggling mightily with offense we've been struggling mighty uh mightily with pitching both from the starting rotation and the bullpen right now the rotation is being decimated by injuries i believe four of the five rotation members are currently on the il madison bumgarner is placed on the 10-day injured list uh on what's today thursday so on thursday he was so uh right now the state of the d-backs it's not too good we're a team that can't hit and we can't pitch but we got a couple fun players at least in the lineup carson kelly he's making an all-star case Ketel Marte looks to be back to mvp form escobar is at least smashing home runs left and right josh rojas is having a pretty good season uh having pretty much a breakout season in his career and in the rotation in the bullpen there's not really much to look forward to there we just got our few fun guys fun young guys in the lineup that we're looking forward to uh smashing the ball every night yeah, certainly, you know, like we talked about on, on our, uh, on your show that, you know, that it's been an up and down season for the Brewers as well, but the Diamondbacks are in a really tough division with the, the Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants who, mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly, you know, have been right up there at the top. So how difficult is, is that division for the Diamondbacks right now? You know, what are kind of your expectations in that division this year? I mean, it's impossible for the D-backs because, I mean, they beat the Padres in one uh, series earlier, but they get pretty much owned by their division. And when you got probably the two World Series favorites in the Dodgers and Padres, and you're not a very good team in the the D-backs, it makes it tough. And I had a lot of respect for the Giants entering the season. I did not disrespect them at all after their 2020. I thought the Giants were solid. I didn't think they were going to be you know, where they are right now in the standings, but I thought they were definitely going to be fighting with the D-backs for third place in the division because the Padres and Dodgers were clearly the two best teams in the division, but Giants have even been better than the high expectations I feel like I put on them. And then the D-backs have been even worse. I mean, at one point they were fourth in the division. It felt like they were clearly better than the Rockies. And then the Rockies in their last series swept the D-backs, and that has completely changed. The D-backs are just an awful team right now. And like I said before, rotation beat up, no one out the bullpen I trust, and their offense doesn't produce enough runs in the last three weeks to, to, to make it, you know, competitive ball game. So uh, this D-backs team is infuriating to watch, but I still love them, and they got no chance against their division right now. Yeah, that's certainly a hard place to be in. The Brewers are a little fortunate. The, the central, both AL and NL, uh, is not great, particularly great at the moment. Uh, and so it's definitely been to their benefit. The schedule for the Brewers is not that difficult um, because they're matched up with the AL central again. Uh, so I feel bad for you in that in that respect. You got to go up against those three teams uh, a lot this year. Uh, certainly can't be a lot of fun. But I wanted to get your... Um, evaluation of where just the Diamondbacks are as a franchise. I know last year, you know, they made some moves. I think they went out and got Cole Calhoun. They got Madison Bumgarner to try to win. And then obviously the 2020 season happened. And where are the Diamondbacks currently in the state of a franchise? Well, entering 2020, it felt like they're, uh, they were going in an upward trajectory. It felt like they were, 
putting pieces together to at least put a team on the field that could compete, not in terms of a World Series, but at least be one of those, you know, middle teams that could be in the playoff mix without having real championship expectations. And that didn't happen in 2020. I mean, 2020 was a weird year, so you could throw that out for a lot of teams. But, uh, you know, uh, the record has carried carried over from 2020. Right now, this, the D-backs team does not have enough talent, and this franchise does not want to spend money. So they're going to have to keep building this farm system and hopefully keep hitting on minor league talent. And that's a hard thing to do consistently to keep – hoping and putting all your eggs in a basket in the future and not the right now. I'm more of a person that believes in the philosophy of going out there and acquiring, you know, established major leaguers instead of just acquiring a whole bunch of prospects. So right now the D-backs, I thought they had an upward trajectory entering 2020 based off a couple of seasons where they won 80 plus games and they were competitive until the end. But 2020, 2021, this team looks like one of the worst teams in baseball, and it feels like we're going to be headed headed toward a hard rebuild, and hopefully that does not mean we trade Ketel Marte because that dude is the face of the franchise, along with Zach Allen, of course. What does the future of the rotation look like for the Diamondbacks? I know you said they're a little beat up now, but who are some names in that starting rotation um, You know that, that we can look to in the future? I know right now you got Peacock starting. You had Duplantier starting on uh, Thursday, Peacock starting on Friday, Kelly on Saturday, um, and to be determined on Sunday in this series. But who are some names that that you're excited about in the starting rotation? Jake and I will talk about the future of the D-backs rotation. But first, have you guys ever tried Bilt Bar? Because Bilt Bar comes in nine delicious flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bars is because I'm a health conscious guy. And Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, uh, listeners can't see, but I was just rubbing my forehead when you're reading all those names <laughs> because those are just filling guys in the rotation right now. And the future, I mean, if you're talking about the next three years, I mean, you got to throw Bumgarner just because I don't know how we get out of that contract. Uh, Merrill Kelly, I don't expect him to be here for the long haul. He could be moved at the deadline. Zach Allen is the guy. I mean, Zach Allen is a true ace of this team. He's hurt right now, but he's one of the best pitchers truly in baseball when he's healthy. Luke Weaver, he was acquired in that Paul Goldschmidt trade, one of the centerpieces in that deal. He was, everyone talked about his potential and stuff of being a, you know, potential number two starter. And we just haven't seen that. We saw flashes of it in 2019 when he first came over. Atrocious 2020. It was really a, a debate who's worse, him or Bumgarner. And then 2021, he's been super up and down. He's basically a two-pitch guy now, fastball changeup. So really, I I don't know who's going to be in this rotation. The D-backs have a lot of minor league guys, a lot of young prospects in Corbin Marin, J.B. Braskakis, showed John Duplantier today. We'll see what kind of career he has. But honestly, the only guy I can guarantee that's going to be in this rotation for the next three to five years is Zach Gallen because he's still only, what, 25 years old and he's a beast. I love Zach Allen and everyone else in the rotation. Uh, I, you could take him or leave him for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, you know, like gallon, uh, Fortunately, I guess Brewers aren't going to see him in this series, but unfortunately would like to see him uh, pitch because he is just one of the best up and coming starting pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, moving to the, the offensive side of things, I, I know, you know, it got some names there. You got Eduardo Escobar, Carson Kelly, Gatel uh, Marte, David Peralta. Um, you know, those are guys, you know, been around for a little bit. Uh, that we're aware of, but who are some, who are some players on in the lineup on offense that uh, you're really excited about for this team? Yeah. Ketel Marte probably has to be number one, just because he's the best offensive player we have fourth in MVP voting in 2019. You could win a lot of bar bets with that fun fact. And then you got Carson Kelly, who I think is going to be an all-star this year. He's been a stud all year, uh, second best OPS among all catchers. You got uh, Josh Rojas, who's having a pretty nice season uh, as well, probably his breakout year. And then I think someone you actually have to watch out for who's, who was a first rounder for the D-backs, uh, believe in, I believe 2017, it could be 2016, but I believe 2017. That is Paven Smith because right now with his 290 batting average, I believe he's like seventh in the National League in average with that 290 average, 804 OPS. This was a guy who was a first baseman in college in the minor leagues, but because of injuries this year, he's basically been an everyday corner outfielder. He's been above average defensively out there. And it's been a huge surprise. He's worked really hard in the off season on defensive drills on his agility. And it's really come together. So Paven Smith, young guy, he's been someone to really keep an eye on Carson Kelly, Ketel Marte and Josh Rojas are probably my core four of guys that I'm really, are, are the main reasons of why I'm turning on D backs games as they pretty much lose every night. <laughs> yeah. Uh like I said, I know that Diamondbacks typically have a pretty good offense, playing a, a pretty good stadium for that. Uh, so, yeah, I know those are some exciting names. Good to see uh, Pavin Smith getting going. I know he was a high draft pick out of, out of Virginia back in the day. So good to see him kind of break out there. Um, moving to the, the bullpen, and I know you talked about this uh, in our conversation, not really much to see there as Cattell Marte drives in a run, your guy there. Hey. Um, but who are who are some names out of the bullpen if there there are any just based on our conversation before, there might not be much. But uh what are some some big names in the bullpen to look to? I mean, there are there are big names in there. I don't know if they're performing, but there are big names in there. I mean, we got Joaquin Soria, who actually has been solid recently. So let me not crap on Soria too much. He actually has what's his ear right here, uh, three two seven year right. He he was struggling to start the year. He's actually been fine recently. Alex Young, three point eight year right. He's been fine recently as well. He he's had some up and downs. I guess Caleb Smith, who was so bad as a rotation member, we had to move him to the bullpen and he actually turned out to be a better bullpen guy than rotation guy because he was just a home run machine when he was in the starting rotation. He's pretty much cleaned that up. So I guess that's the three best relievers, uh, Soria, Caleb Smith and Alex Young. But if, if you're telling me it's a high leverage moment, you know, two outs, bases loaded. I got bringing one guy into the game from the bullpen. I'd rather put myself into the game, honestly, because <laughs> I don't trust any of these guys. Yeah, that's uh, certainly not a good place to be. I mean, the, the Brewers bullpen has uncharacteristically had its struggles this year. I mean, we're watching Devin Williams. You know, he's been up and down uh, this year for the Brewers. But, yeah, certainly feel a lot better about some of the guys they have coming out uh, than you do with the Diamondbacks at the moment. Um, so let's let's look to the future a little bit here because, I mean, clearly – no offense. It doesn't seem like the Diamondbacks are going to be much of a, a player uh, this season. You know, again, they're in a really tough division. I, I get that. 
Um, do you see the Diamondbacks becoming sellers at the trade deadline? Oh, yeah, they're probably going to be sellers. I mean, hey, okay. I, didn't want, 100... I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to offend anyone, you know, yeah. but. Hey, we still got 100 games left, so you never yeah. know. You can always right. turn the season around. But, yeah, they'll probably be sellers. I mean, if so, I, I mean, I would help chip in if anyone wanted to take Bumgarner's contract, but <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to. But someone like uh, Merrill Kelly, who's pretty cheap, who could be, you know, a back-end rotation guy, he could be moved. Maybe Eduardo Escobar, he hasn't really gotten on base. He's not really hitting for average, but he's won the NL leaders and RBIs, and he has 13 home runs on the season as well. So maybe American League team, if they want a DH, just wants to go get a slugger, someone like him, a David Peralta, Cole Calhoun, pretty much anyone over the age of like 32, I would assume, could be on the block for this D-backs team because all their best players are 28 and younger, 29 and younger. I mean, Ketel Marte might be their oldest. I mean, Ketel Marte still only 27 years old maybe a guy like christian walker who's only 30 years old uh maybe he's like that cutoff point cutoff point for do you move him do you keep him but i, I assume anyone 32 31 and older it has a pretty it has a chance of being moved at the deadline because uh, i don't see why this team would be buyers at the deadline yeah i think the brewers and diamondbacks actually have a good chance of, of hooking up uh, this mm. year, because like I said, the Brewers have really been struggling offensively. They could use some huge help at the corner infield positions. Um, so, you know, you mentioned guys like Christian Walker, uh, Eduardo Escobar. I, I mean, the Brewers desperately need some power in their lineup. I think Escobar is a guy who really makes sense. Um, can tell Marte makes sense, but I know you don't want to no, trade stop him. it. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think Escobar is a guy, I mean, he does bring a lot of, you know, swing and miss to uh, the lineup as well. But I mean, that power, I mean, 13 home runs, uh, I mm-hmm. think, you know, that would toast anybody on the Brewers right now. Um, so I think there's some potential there for this team to meet up in a trade this year with what the Brewers need and what the Diamondbacks have uh, to trade away. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Ruskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Come back next week for more Dimebacks coverage, news, and insight. Catch up on any pods you might have missed this week. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at LockdownDimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!